The Late Show. It's time for The Late Show Library and we're wandering in now and we're heading down a very interesting section because we found the Australian Dictionary and the man who wrote it is Dominic Knight. He's on the line right now. G'day, Dominic. How are you going? Hello. Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you? From Aardvark to Zoitdorp. What's a... <laughs> is, is that how you pronounce Zoitdorp? Is it Zoitdorp? I, I don't know. I don't think anyone does. This is the word that I found. Uh, the name of place name, which is the final entry in Australia's post uh, alphabetical list of postcodes, Zuitdorp. <laughs> it was a ship that was wrecked off the WA coast. And uh, 6536 is the postcode. I doubt anyone's ever used it. Um, I looked on Google Maps and there seems to be nothing there. So it's like much of WA. I, re- I reckon it's been used in an American movie as someone's phone number, and that's about it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> 555 6536. Anyway. That'll do it. Uh, so, so, and obviously, you've done a couple of other books uh, in, a, in a similar sort of vein the Trump book and the, the Australiapedia that you did. How did this one uh, sort of come about? Why did you decide you needed to fill in some gaps? Well, Australiapedia was great fun, but you, you can't cover everything in the book. So there's heaps of things I didn't get to. Uh, I didn't even get to, you know, Sydney or Adelaide or Perth, for instance, although I had a bit of fun with Melbourne in that previous book. But um, dictionaries I, I love. It's, it's such a nice format. It's sort of short and sharp, hopefully. And uh, my mum actually worked in dictionaries uh, when I was growing up. She worked on the Macquarie Dictionary, yeah. which was the, the National Dictionary, of course. So I got to meet lots of people involved and uh, doing radio later in life. I talked to the editor about the latest words that came out. So I wanted to do one of my own. And I'm, my claim is that I've now got rid of the Macquarie Dictionary. That's over. Australian Dictionary is now the official National Dictionary of Australia, so there you go. Well, I think it's taught in school. How, how does your How does your mum feel about you know the bastardisation of what was a a, a, a sort of a, like a family heirloom? <laughs> bastardisation. You've understood the book very well. Bastardisation. <laughs> Pretty much what I'm trying to do here. Oh look, she um she thinks it's hugely disrespectful, and um, <laughs> I think that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Now, when a book uh, has everything, as I say, from Aardvark to, to six five three six, and in between all that is some uh, some some lovely little bits and pieces I want I want to talk to you about. Now, some obviously very close to home uh, for Victorians in terms of uh, page one hundred and forty six, where you've described Eddie Maguire. Well, look, you gotta you gotta mention Eddie. It's, it's the book's kind of like a comedy roast, and so you go for the. Yeah. Interesting people. I mean, Eddie is everywhere as long as it's everywhere within the Melbourne, uh, the Melbourne area. He's a huge figure there. I've, you know, worked at the radio station with him for a while and he, um, he's a giant, but take him out, take him to the Channel 9 boardroom and CEO doesn't go quite so well. No, but I love, I love the description, a feudal warlord. He will, he will adore that. He will think that's just, just, uh, absolutely the ant's pants. Um, I think it's more than fair, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, even, even some of the, uh, the iconic places in, uh, in Victoria, Dalesford gets a mention, which I was, I was impressed with. I've never been to Dalesford. Um, I, <laughs> that's a million years ago, I, I dated someone from, um, Melbourne and she kept wanting to go to Dalesford for the weekend and I was like, okay, love to go, but we couldn't get it together. But yeah, the sheer amount of mineral water and, uh, and, Cures on offer in Dallas. It's pretty special. Yes, absolutely. What was your criteria for this one? Was it just the things you'd missed in the first one, and uh, and and some of the people that you you wanted to actually um, have a little crack at? Yeah, look, uh, absolutely right. A, a lot of random selections, but I also did a bit of research. I went through and read um, a couple of uh, lists of Australian words and things that are unique, and I really enjoyed that. Things like didgeridoo, which I had no idea was not an Aboriginal word. It's actually um, an attempt to do an impression of a didgeridoo uh, by European settlers. So it's actually a little bit 
problematic. I had no idea. So yeah. the word we're supposed to use apparently y- yidaki, just the word they use in the top end where it comes from. And the and the one thing we all like to have a crack at there's two there's two uh, I want to mention here that we all do uh, every Australian and it would be un-Australian if you didn't have a crack at a Queenslanders and be the, <laughs> and and be the Stefanovics. Look, Queenslanders put themselves out there. I think Queenslanders often view themselves as Queenslanders first and Australians second. Yep. And it's a national identity that I don't quite get the pride. I love Queensland. It's always fun to visit, but. They're so tribal up there. I mean, they give Eddie a run for their money. Yep. Um, absolutely. You, you've got to have a crack at, at Queenslanders. I'm so sorry. What was the second thing? The Stefanovics. Oh, big pick up. <laughs> yeah, look, the Stefanovics. The Stefanovics are an absolute force of nature. I had no idea when I wrote this thing that uh, dear, dear Carl was going to be back. Uh-huh. Carl was going to be back in uh, in the in the pink, so I hope I still get invited on the Today Show once uh, the book comes out. Yeah, well, with every chance you probably will. And you've also done a, a wonderful uh, and very a very Australian thing of covering your bum with your description and uh, your dictionary definition of Rebel Wilson. Oh yeah, look, I was very careful. You don't want to get sued. Um, <laughs> can I just take this opportunity to say how much I respect uh, Rebel <laughs> Wilson, whatever age she is, whatever experience she's had. She is one of the great. And uh, my sisters will, will be more than happy to talk to her about how much I admire her. Uh, yes, I, I don't have any doubt about that. And you also even uh, have a crack at our national anthem. Oh, hang on, I mean K San. How it should be. Oh, look, anthem. that is that is a, isn't that a great song? I've had so many nights where you've wound up uh, on the dance floors. You know, every twenty first I went to, I think K San was at the end. It's really the closing time anthem of any good Australian event. And I think why not? It has so many things that we love in Australia. You know. Going up uh, Southeast Asia and having too much to drink. I mean, that's a national pastime in this country. And the fact that it doesn't have the word "gert" in it does almost qualify it as a uh, as a absolute monty to be the national anthem. Yeah, look, every time I used to think it's Australia Fairy School would just come to the Gert line. It's very strange. And my mate David Hunt actually has got a series of books called Gert about Australian history. So. It's a very strange word. There's no Gert in case then. Just choose on know what they're doing. So, Dominic Knight, what's your favourite Australian words? Because there are words that we just, I mean, whether it's dag or whether it's, you know, chunder or clacker, there's words, that, <laughs> there's words that obviously weren't in your vernacular before you started doing these books that are in your vernacular now. And uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to know what they are. Well, clacker's a special one. And uh, one of my the personal years favorites. have done some great words. I had no idea it came from Latin. How... Erudite are we Australians, but I think my personal favourite is dag. Because I've obviously grown up knowing people wear a you know, daggy woolen sweater knitted by your grandma or whatever. I didn't realise that a dag is a piece of sheep poop. Yeah. So it's originally, you know, stuck to the bum of the sheep, and there's, so there's a saying, rattle your dags, hurry up, shake off all the dags. <laughs> and um, I had no idea, but what a great image is that. And, and really nice to have language from the shearing shed taking that tradition um, and keeping it alive today. And it's amazing how it's, it's almost a form of endearment, yet it's, you know, a, a piece of uh, piece of sheep's poop. But it is a form <laughs> of, are you, are, you, are you a big dag or whatever? Yeah, you giant clump of sheep's poop. <laughs> and the thing I love about that is uh, the thing, Australians, we absolutely take the piss. We love to have a laugh at other people. We knock people off their peg if we think they need it. It's done with great affection and, there's been a lot of talk in recent years about quiet Australians, and they feature in the book as well. Mm-hmm. But I think um, many Australians, or the tradition, I mean, think of the shearing shed. Those were not quiet Australians. Uh, 
people who love to laugh and a bit of banter. So I've tried to capture some of that in the book because we Australians love nothing more than getting together and having a laugh. I think that's that's really what defines us. Absolutely, and and a chunder. Um, yes, of course. Later in the night, you think, "Hey, Sam, you have a chunder." It is the natural progression. It's the it's the circle of Australian life. This is not a test. Believe it or not, you're listening to The Late Show with Kevin Hillier on RSN 927. I love the fact that you worked a Chico role in there because, I mean, that, that to me is just, that was such an icon of the 70s and 80s. Well, I used to occasionally get them on the way home from school. Um, yeah. There'd be a fast food joint. There wasn't. Go down there and grab a Chico. And I always thought it had chicken in it. I was astonished to find out uh, that there was no chicken at all. It's got beef tallow. I don't know what that is. It sounds sounds really quite unhygienic. But um, cabbage, greasy cabbage and beef tallow is what's in a Chico roll. You won't find any chicken whatsoever, but it is tasty. Yep. Everyone loves the taste, unless you're a vegan. And I, and I must admit, until I read your book, I had no idea that it was a product of Wagga Wagga. I look, I, I talked to someone the other day who's from Wagga Wagga and she was astonished to hear it, but apparently, <laughs> yeah, the agricultural show in the 50s, uh, that's where you'd find uh, the Chico Roll. And then um, later in life, uh, I think it had a big uh, a big place in, in uh, Bendigo as well, perhaps. Bendigo or Geelong, I yeah, think Yeah, that was, was when uh, Simplot, I think, was the company that it was actually manufacturing at that stage. That's where they were based. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're a great piece of history and... Um, Look, I'm surprised Wagga hasn't put up the big Chico roll. I think that's what it's in that pronto. <laughs> Interesting that you call them Chico rolls, I call them Chico rolls. Now, I don't know whether that's a, a Victorian New South Wales dissemination or not. I'm not quite sure. I don't, I don't know, but the, one of the things I did find is that the wonderful uh, variations in the country. And I mean, Devon, you've got Fritz, you've got Poloni, you've got Strass, German sausage, Belgium, and my favourite, uh, Windsor sausage in some parts of Australia, which has all these horrible associations with poor old Prince Andrew at the moment. Right. Let's, but, uh, let's quickly gloss over that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. No, look, it, 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 yeah. he's, he's had some issues. Yes, he has. Um, now, speaking of that, uh, you don't miss a lot, of our, uh, a lot of our leading political figures in this as well. You've uh, given, I think you've just about touched them all up. Well, it's, you've got to be fair. Give everyone a bit of, a bit of a roost. But, no, look, Albo, I mean... Uh, he's a hard-on-the-sleeve guy. We all know that about him. But who would cry over Kevin Rudd? I mean, I, not even Kevin Rudd would, surely. I'm <laughs> in tears over Kevin's departure. And, and that and the fact that he DJs. Come on, Alpo. Come on. No no politician should be behind the decks DJing. Leave it to the professional, son. <laughs> and, uh, look, ScoMo, and what an amazing, um, you know, year and a half he's had. Coming from out of nowhere, doing a Bradbury, which is also in the book, and becoming prime minister and then winning, so he has uh, he has transformed the country. And I was going to mention the sporting people that you mentioned in there. Uh, Andrew Bogart gets a, gets a Guernsey. You mentioned uh, Stephen Bradbury. So uh, there's no shortage of our, our great Australian sports heroes uh, in the book as well. No, and look, the, the one I most admire at the moment is Ash Barty. He's come up with this brand new idea in Australian tennis of being no fuss and just winning and becoming world number one. <laughs> and uh, Bernard Tomic and Nick Kyrgios are also in the book. They must be astonished. And if only someone had said to them, keep your heads down and win and win tennis matches, you might actually make some money and people might love you. I don't, I don't think it's too late for them, but what a good idea from Ash Barty. Yeah, there's, there's a concept that no one's... Uh, and, of course, beer gets a mention too. As I was pleased to see, uh, and I'm sure the Queenslanders will be happy to see that Forex uh, got in there. 
Yeah, look, the Forex uh, is a much misunderstood beer in the, in the South. Oh, um, no, given it's the, the Forex is in a row, often reads like a swear word. But no, look, um, there's Bundy in there as well. And, and I think my favourite, there's a lot of booze-related words in the book, but I just love the beer snake. Uh, it's, you don't see this often these days at the cricket ground, but when the play's a bit boring and people are a bit raucous, they've had a few beers, all the beer cups get put together and suddenly you see this amazing shimmering beer snake in the outer. Yep. What, what a great Australian moment that is. Yeah, long before those silly beach ball came out and they started doing that, we had, you know, creative uh, fun done, done, you know, with uh, Lick It Up uh, Australians. That, uh, that, what could be more fun than that? <laughs> it really is. It, it, uh, it reminds me when they all dressed as Richie Benno and, and bless him, Bob Hawke, who yeah, in the book. So, I mean, hey, it would be bizarre having a test match without him. Um, you know, having the skull in the outer because he did that, and I think, you know, well into the final years of his life every summer. Yep. Bless him. Yep, absolutely. Hey, it's a, it's it's a good read. It's a lot of fun, and uh, and it, it, you don't miss anybody or anything, I don't think. But I'm sure if you if you have, you'll pick them up in the next one. Dominic, it's been a pleasure to have a chat, mate. Thanks so much for your time. Oh, thanks for having me on, mate. Really appreciate it.